We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, my fellow co-host. You know him, you love him, my partner in crime, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the Broncos had a nice little press release over the weekend saying, hey, look at all these coaches we've hired under Sean Payton. And there were a couple of spots conspicuously um, vacant still as of the press release. That was quarterbacks coach as far as official hires, right, and running backs coach on offense. One of those positions got filled today. You had the story for us. Break it down, brother. Yeah, this is uh, Lou Ieni, the new Broncos running backs coach. He will be replacing Tyrone Wheatley, who left this offseason. And Ieni is a very solid, from what I understand and the research I did into him when writing the article, a very good get for Sean Payton and the Broncos coaching staff. He was a former safety and linebacker at the NFL, didn't play for that long and got into coaching. He was at Northwestern, and then before that, he was at Iowa State. Before that, he was at Toledo. And why I say that, two of his star pupils over the course of his career were Kareem Hunt and David Montgomery. And if that's not impressive enough, what's intriguing to me, the Broncos will be in the market for a running back. And Hunt and Montgomery both happen to be free agents in a few weeks. So this is a, you know, obvious pipeline to their potential services. I think it was a solid choice by Peyton to go to the college ranks, but not just that someone who's already molded talent and and can get the most out of the Broncos running back room. Um, Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, and there were lamentations and gnashing of teeth at Northwestern when he left. They did not like to see him go. So a coveted coach with a great reputation got uh, a couple of lines to a pair of relevant free agent running backs hitting the market this spring. And look, that's not to, Zach, throw any cold water on the possibility of bringing back, say, Latavius Murray. But these type of things matter a lot when it comes to free agency, especially a position coach, Zach, whose opinion is well regarded by the guys who do make the personnel decisions. It can swing, you know, those type of uh, signings and 
draft picks in particular. Although with this new coaching staff, it's hard to know exactly how that cookie might crumble because we're still getting to know Sean Payton and his methods and how he approaches things and how much voice he gives to different coaches and whatnot. But I think it was a solid hire. Um, Tyrone Wheatley, solid. I mean, I don't think his one year as a coordinator or pardon me, as a position coach in Denver was anything to really write home about, but Latavius Murray did shine. So there is that. I think Latavius Murray shined, you know, in comparison to Melvin Gordon, you're replacing Gordon and being just someone who doesn't fumble the ball made Latavius look better. But I agree. He deserves a, sh- a shot, another contract with the Broncos. The thing is though, I mentioned yesterday, What's so impressive to me about the staff that Sean Payton has assembled is you're getting coaches that have a lot of experience in lesser roles. And one example of that was Greg Minuski, a, a longtime coordinator, getting him as a linebackers coach. Ieni actually turned down an interview for the Kansas head coaching job in the last, I think, year or two. So you're getting a potential head coaching candidate who's very well regarded and who's already coached top tier talent as a running backs coach. And Tyrone Wheatley proved one thing that just because you're a former player doesn't mean you're going to make a good coach. And a lot of Broncos country wanted CJ Anderson. And I say that for that reason, it would have been a feel good story. CJ is one of the biggest fan favorites I've ever come across in Broncos country, but there's no guarantee a, he was either cut out for the job or even considered at all for the job. Fair point. Uh, Shout out to those of you who are joining us tonight and especially those who got into the conversation early. It's great to see each and every one of you. David McElrath jumping in with an early super chat. Love you, big dog. This was 25 minutes before we even went live. So thank you, David. You the man. He says, good evening, Broncos country, Chad Zach and Deacon Scott. I'm having a hard time not being excited. Hashtag Buckham, MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. Love it, bro. Hey, it's kind of, you know, Gary Palmer yesterday, one of our great Mount Rushmore community members was like, hey, I don't want to, I don't want to buy into the hype quite yet. I don't, I don't think you need to be, uh, Zach buying into hype in order to be excited and optimistic about what the future could hold. That's not running headlong into bold predictions and, and, you know, forecasting that Broncos are going to sweep the chiefs and retake the AFC. But look, you've got one of the most competent, well-regarded coaches of this generation. All right. And an offensive minded guy coming to town. It's hard to get too caught up in the hype or even to allow something to create hype because of how, traumatized we all are from the last you know two coaching regimes but especially this last year right but still be positive positive is what gets things done so keep that energy flowing uh, in the broncos eye guys we were all burned by predicting a, a playoff run last year or a contention with kansas city or maybe even a super bowl in nathaniel hackett and russell wilson's first season and to do so again judged on that would be a little homeristic for me, but is it homeristic or unrealistic to say that Broncos can beat Kansas city in the regular season or beat the Raiders in the regular season or finish with a winning record and contend for a wild card spot. You can still have hope as long as it's measured and somewhat realistic. And you have that, the cautiousness in the back of your mind that it's going to be rife with um, mistakes and losses and up and down periods. It's going to be a roller coaster. Peyton's not going to go 17 and 0, but I think he'll be better than five and 12. And to think so doesn't mean you have to feel wrong. You can, you can feel hopeful in year one under Sean Payton. Absolutely. Sam Bam brother. Thank you for the super chat. Love you, big dog. 
He says, evening, Chad and Zach. It looks like Sean Payton's coaching staff has been put together. Still shocked about the Vance Joseph hire, but I fully trust that Payton had good reasoning for doing it. Go Broncos. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this stage, George Payton has kind of given us a little bit of a checkered uh, two-year tenure as the GM with some of how some of his decisions have panned out. So I'm reluctant to say hashtag in George we trust, all right? But if you're going to put your trust in anyone that's currently calling the shots and affecting the product on the field moving forward, why not Sean Payton, who is, after all, a world champion head coach and his resume alone just based on quarterback play and the Saints being uh, co consistently competitive speaks for itself. So I'm excited about what the future could hold. Listen, obviously that Sean Payton is an elite coach and he's earned that that excitement and trust in Broncos country, but I'm still saying in George Payton I trust because he is batting about 750 in the draft. And what are we in right now? Draft season, the combine, the drafts around the corner a few months from now. And even though they don't have the draft picks, his eye for talent is almost unmatched around the league. You pair that with a finely competent head coach and a coaching staff around him, and you have a recipe for success. Again, doesn't mean they're going 17-0, but when you have those factors in place and you have the foundation in your front office and in your coaching staff laid already to say the Broncos can go 10-7 and doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make you bad. doesn't make you any less knowledgeable or over the top. It makes you a fan, and that's what we can still be despite Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett's disaster year last year. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Drake, jumping in. By the way, I just turned on a fan because I'm getting a little hot in this hoodie. Can you hear it coming through the mic for what it's worth, Zach? Okay, good. Scott, you don't hear that? Just want to be sure. Uh, Drake, our brother who covers the Colts at HorseshoeHuddle.com, jumping in with a very generous super chat. Appreciate you, Drake. He says, what's up, boys? So how do you how, how do each of you feel about the coaching hires for Denver uh, thus far? Let's give it a grade. I already know Vance Joseph, a crisp D+, plus, right? Zach, I'm going to give Sean Payton an A+. Plus. That hire was an A+. Plus. What would your grade be? for Vance Joseph or any of the other coaching hires that you'd want to weigh in on as far as a grade. I thought you meant Vance got an A plus. I'm like, I'll take a new podcast host now. Um, I don't, I'd say a solid, you know, I really like the staff outside of VJ and even with VJ not being my first choice, eventually if the unit performs, I'll come around to it, but I love the mix of experience and um, success is on the staff already. And I love the youthful, um, younger minds, up and coming coaches on the staff as well. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to say a minus. I, I don't think that's too unrealistic because you have, again, you're getting coaches like Greg Minuski in a positional role. Uh, uh, Kern Colbert, the new receivers coach. You just got Luke Ieni. These are a lot of new names to uh, memorize, yeah. but a yeah. lot of guys that are coveted around the league. And I think based on that, how could you not love what Sean Payton's assembled? So I'll say B plus a minus. I would say a plus right now, not enough. I don't think the the misgivings that come along with the Vance Joseph hire are enough for me to detract from overall the Sean Payton hire and the guys he's assembled around and most of whom are some of his longtime lieutenants of old in new Orleans. And look, VJ has got a lot to prove that, um, you know, his, he can snap that bad juju from his two year stint as a head coach, but a plus. Actually, I'll say this: solid A, solid A. VJ might take a little bit of the edge off, just at the very top, but still, an A higher a, a process throughout this entire offseason so far from the coaching staff. It's going to be fun to see where it goes. Um, I thought you meant not including Sean Payton. Not including Sean Payton, I'd say B plus. Including Sean Payton, that's a solid yes. A, A minus. Yeah. And the only reason I say B plus without Sean is because. Like last year, we don't know how inexperienced or unproven coaches will work out. But on paper, I love the mix that he's assembled. Adding Mike Westhoff, by the way, as an assistant yeah. head coach and special teams guru was almost a cherry on top of the Sean Payton hire. I'm uh, really excited to see where it goes. We got John, a.k.a. Degeneration X, jumping in with a very generous super chat. Thank you, brother. He says, Denver Broncos country, uh, let's get ready to listen to the greatest Broncos podcast with our priest, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. And the Deacon Scott Kennedy. This is like a like a hype guy at WWE, like in the ring. With Priest Chad Jensen, Zach Kelman, Deacon Scott Kennedy. And if you're not down with that, you can just suck it. Buck them. Buck them, baby. Deacon. That's with a B, YouTube bots. Buck them. <laughs> Thank you, John. Like Michael Buffer to read these supers when DX uh, contributes. Yes. So. Thank That's you. That's just the kind of tone i got from that the kind of voice in my head i heard john when i was reading your super uh riptide brother 
spends a little time watching on Twitch, spends a little time watching on YouTube. Thank you for the super chat, big dog. We see you. We appreciate you. It says, just want to show some love to my favorite Bronco media guys. Thank you, big dog. Seriously, we really appreciate the, the kind words. It's great to see you. It uh, all helps us keep the lights on, baby, here at MHH. So thank you, big dog. Um, I see uh, – <laughs> I see a few uh, interesting comments in here. Sorry, I'm just reading a little bit while we're talking. Uh, Mikey, jumping in. Ronquillo, very generous. We're talking, Zach, big, 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 big boy stars yes, on sir. Facebook. Mike, appreciate you, brother. You. I don't think I've seen the Dulcich jersey picture sent in yet, though, Mike. So get on that unless I missed it. Get on that, bro. We want to see that. Thanks, Michael, as always. Appreciate your generosity. Josh Packer jumping in and with some support on Facebook, saying the best pot around. You're a prince, Josh. Thank you, buddy. It's great to see you. Appreciate you guys. Um, you know, our show is is a symbiotic. Our Mile High Huddle podcasts are symbiotic with the with the uh, audience. All right, so I think we're all we're we couldn't go on without you guys. We couldn't do what we do without you guys. And when I say like on Twitter, Zach, in the afternoon, when the links come out for tonight's stream and I say, looking forward to talking with you guys instead of at you guys, that's what I mean. I look forward to talking with you guys, Phil, yo, throwing down brother. Thank you. Seriously. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, and Deacon Scott. Hope you're feeling better. Scott. What do you say? Give us a, give us like a, he's, he gives one yeah. of these. So, you know, um, on the mend. <laughs> and then he gave a not-so-family-friendly uh, sig signal to us. But he says, I like the mix of experience and youth on the coaching staff. Great pot as usual. Go Broncos. Buck them with a B. Thank you, Phil. Um, yeah. Yeah, we can go through uh, the, the list, you know. Um, I'll pull it up here, Zach. But in case those – there might be some watching, listening, who aren't perfectly – acquainted with the uh full coaching staff up to this point but i like it it is a balanced staff yeah i mean again minuski is one example he was a dc he's now the linebackers coach joe lombardi was the oc the play caller for the chargers he is the oc in title only but you know in reality the quarterbacks coach that those are the experienced guys we mentioned mike westoff as well ben kotwika the coordinator on that side of the ball how about someone like Logan Kilgore, the quality control slash passing game analyst, whatever role he's going to have. He worked with Arch Manning and Arch threw up, you know, video game numbers under his tutelage. How about this new running back coach hire who's developed Kareem Hunt and David Montgomery? Yes, he was in college and yes, he doesn't have much NFL coaching experience, but that's a bright mind. That's how you find the next Sean McVay. That's how you find your next coordinator or someone who's going to get poached from your team. I had a tweet that further went into it, but they really do have a nice blend of the veteran stability that you want, the no nonsense kind of guys. And also the, the take a chance on guys outside the box, bright young minds. That to me is a win. My browser was doing weird things. I'm trying to do a share screen to show you guys. Uh, so you can actually see these names instead of just hear them. But it was, uh, being a little janky, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try it this way because when I try to share a busy website, Zach, like our homepage that has a lot of different stuff going on, uh, it can get a little sketchy. So I'm gonna go straight to the press release and just do it this way uh, and show you guys what we're talking about here. Let me just do it, blow it up a little because not everyone can probably see some of these names. 
So here's here's your staff. All right. Uh, on offense, Joe Lombardi, officially the offensive coordinator. John Morton, another name uh, that has been lamented by the people that lost him. Sad to see him go. Uh, is here to be the pass game coordinator. Kerry Colbert, former Broncos wide receiver, uh, who got into coaching recently. You know, last few years. Last stop on the on the uh, coaching trail was with the USC Trojans. He joins his wide receivers coach today. Zach, the Broncos hired Lou. What, what's his last? How do you say his last name? Ieni. Ieni. Lou Ieni. And then look, you've got Declan Doyle coaching tight ends and former Zach Streif, who was part of those uh, really good Saints teams that helped win a world championship, coaching the O-line. Then you get to the defense, Vance Joseph, defense coordinator, Marcus Dixon, a holdover on the D-line, Greg Minuski, uh, who uh, Zach has talked a lot about, touted quite a bit, fourth-time NFL coordinator coaching the inside linebackers, Christian Parker, another holdover, from the last staff coaching the DBs, and then Michael Wilhite at uh, outside linebackers, and then you get special teams, and that's where this uh, unique kind of tandem comes into play. Mike Westhoff is the assistant head coach, going to be kind of overseeing his specialty special teams. Even though Ben Kotwicka is the special teams coordinator, he'll be doing like the lion's share of the grunt work on special teams, and it's just going to be kind of overseen by Mike Westhoff, who also serves as assistant head coach. Chris Banjo, assistant special teams, and then we get to Maybe one of the most gratifying sections here, Zach, on this press release, a entirely new strength and conditioning staff led by Dan Dalrymple uh, as the actual head and strength and conditioning coach, Corey Jones, assistant. And then you got an assistant to the ed, uh, head coach. Go get me some coffee, Paul Kelly, et cetera. And then one name not mentioned here that wasn't included in the press release because it wasn't official yet. Davis Webb still. Uh, for a uh, quarterback's coach, Zach, unless I've missed anything this afternoon. No, he's going to be retiring. He threw a pass a couple months ago. Now he's going to be coaching Russell Wilson at the ripe age of 28. So yeah, he'll be the quarterback's coach, but I'm sure uh, Lombardi will have his influence there as well. One person, and by the way, we talked about getting coaches in lesser roles. I mean, bringing VJ back, former head coaches, DC, having Michael Wilhoy and Chris Banjo, both former players want to join your staff. I thought no one wanted to come to Denver, Chad. I thought no one wanted to be associated with or coach Russell Wilson. I guess that's a, that's a fake news narrative as well, but when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One guy we didn't talk about who's not a coach but was hired is mm -hmm. the new VP of player health, Bo Lowry. 
And we had a yep. story about it from what Drew Brees said because Larry was in New Orleans with Sean Payton. And this is a guy who's going to revolutionize the sports science department, the strength and conditioning, the athletic training, health and condition, everything about that particular part of football. Larry will have his fingerprints on. Jones, Corey Jones, you mentioned, was the only holdover. But like you said, I am so excited the Broncos made over that SNC department because it needed to be done. Had to be done. Had to be done. It was long past due. Um, I would argue that, hey, you have bad luck the first year with the, with that kind of uh, you know strength and conditioning higher. You charge it to the game. Say, hey, you know, just a bad luck year. Football is, after all, violent. Uh, but when it happens two years in a row, then you maybe go, oh, this might have been um, a bad decision. Let's maybe revamp things. But to let it stretch as long as it did, four years, it's one of the reasons the Broncos are in the situation they're in. But, Zach, on the subject of Joe Lombardi, who former lieutenant of Sean Payton in New Orleans, left Sean twice, once to go uh, be the O.C., with the Detroit Lions under then head coach Jim Caldwell, former Bronco candidate for head coach. And then, of course, most recently, uh, he spent two years as Justin Herbert's coordinator in L.A. with the Chargers. And when he first left the Saints, Zach, I just want to get this in real quick. This was an article from uh, Keith Cummings today at milehighhuddle.com. This is a quote from Breeze back when Lombardi first left. And people were questioning, like, well, what, what did he really do in New Orleans? What can he really bring to the table? And this, I think, is a good little snapshot of what Bronco fans can expect. Quote, this is Drew Brees. Quote, I knew it was only a matter of time before, of course, Lombardi moved up in the world. He's a guy that is extremely intelligent, very innovative. He was a huge part of our game planning throughout the week and on game day. So, Zach, when we go back in time to late December, early January, when the coaching rumors kicked off in earnest, and we would see Sean Payton jump on the Colin Cowherd show and talk at length about his thoughts on these different coaches that were getting fired, expected to be fired, whatnot. One of the things he talked a lot about was, and it was just a snapshot of all that goes into his process, was just things that are as simple or seemingly simple as red zone and what your uh, grab bag is play-wise when it's on the two-yard line second and goal from the two, uh, third and goal from the two different things, and how much different um, analytical thought process goes into that. We learn from a game planning perspective each and every week, a lot of his time goes into those critical situations. Wouldn't surprise me, Zach, if Joe Lombardi has a lot of say when it comes to that type of stuff, bringing up uh, tactics, strategies, upsides, downsides, etc. So, you know what? He ended up kind of being a scapegoat for the Chargers' early exit in the playoffs, but being reunited with Peyton, I'm actually excited about what he and uh, Lombardi can do. A thousand percent. If the Broncos would have hired Joe Lombardi as the play caller, I would have apprehension, but Sean Payton's calling plays. They're fine there. Sean Payton will also be working exclusively with Russell Wilson. This is so much different than Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Allen. Lombardi, though, like you talked about, was really good with the schematic, the tactical, the, the X's and O's, the quarterback development. And I thought it's so ironic in a way that Justin Herbert's getting all the credit for how he's developed but Lombardi has gotten none of that for helping Herbert along the way. All he's gotten was criticism for his play calling. 
But Broncos country is no stranger to a coordinator being vilified and ran out of town. That's what happened with Lombardi. But again, the point I've been making the last couple podcasts to get him in the role they have him in now as pretty much a de facto OC and second quarterback coach and someone to help with the offense was a really strong move by Sean Payton. Josh Packer jumping in again. Thank you, brother. Appreciate the support. He wants to know, besides right tackle, what else are we looking at in the draft? I know running back in later rounds, but anything else? I think offensive line, generally speaking, yeah. edge, uh, defensive line, secondary, running back. I mean, the thing about running back is you can get studs from the college free agent ranks. I mean, look no further than C.J. Anderson, pro bowler. College free agent, didn't hear his name called on draft day. Philip Lindsay, college free agent, didn't hear his name called. You go even back farther in time to some of the unsung heroes at running back for the Broncos that, you know, I mean, what was Orlando, uh, Orlandis Gary? What was, I mean, TD himself, the Hall of Famer, sixth round pick. Um, Mike Anderson, geez, you can go. So you can find good running backs either late in the draft, Zach, or even early as long as you've got your guys targeted in the college free agent ranks. But uh, I think priority-wise, it's O-line and some edge help. They need a little bit, at least one more good body there on uh, at the edge rusher position. Well, we we know with VJ they won't be drafting an inside linebacker. They neglect that position pretty much. Um, it's a hard question to answer before free agency when we know the Broncos will be filling most of those holes with you know veteran players that they can buy and not have to draft. But yeah, Chad said O-line, not just right tackle, but center and guard as well. They need help along the line, pretty much all five spots. Um, You can make the case backup quarterback they might draft. They might draft a safety. They might draft an outside linebacker, like Chad said. But if you want to boil it down, it goes O-line and then D-line and then edge. And then pretty much a huge gap after that. Because even at safety, you bring that up. That's a good point. I mean, Kareem Jackson, we don't know this for certain yet but it seems as if his time as just a penciled-in, grandfathered starter in Denver is that, – that, that's it. That's all she wrote. But you've still got an all-pro free safety in Justin Simmons. you got a couple of young guys behind him, right? Caden Stearns, P.J. Locke showed some things at times. But I don't know how much you really feel like as an organization quite yet you can rely on those dudes. So you might go try and fill one of those positions with a Darian Stewart type low-key signing i mean when the broncos signed darian stewart for what it's worth 2015 free agency it was unheralded it was a hey this guy could really be solid he's got some veteran experience former baltimore raven he arrives and goes on to produce pro bowl caliber production at a freaking bargain the broncos later after his first two-year deal ran out paid him but that was after he helped bring home a super bowl and earned a Pro Bowl nod. So it's one of those type of guys you want to find that you can bring in on the relative cheap, fill a hole. Grover, bro, thank you. He says, perhaps it is indeed trauma from last year's excitement and the expectations, but given the hire of VJ, is Peyton feeling overconfident in what he can do in year one with our offense and not worried about defense? I don't know. I just think the, for whatever it's worth, we can question why, Zach, and we might not ever get the full answer, but the way Vance Joseph is viewed internally within the NFL is quite different than the way he's viewed externally. If nothing else, this hire uh, is evidence of that. 
Uh, to tack on to the last point about safety, we can't even assume Caden Stearns is going to be back because he has that degenerative hip issue that he battled last year. They do need help there. It's an un, um, it's an unsung need for the Broncos. In terms of the VJ hire, I don't know that it's overconfidence on Sean Payton's part. I'm sure that he's watched the tape from last year and thought to himself, I'm so much better than Nathaniel Hackett. It's not saying much, but... I think he genuinely preferred VJ and liked what VJ had to say in his interview. He liked his concepts. He liked his mindset. It aligned with his, apparently. I don't think it's overconfidence so much as confidence itself in VJ's ability on defense. Well said. Sam Bam, thank you, brother. Number two tonight, throwing down. He says, it seems that Greg Penner, Broncos co-owner and CEO, and the front office is putting in a solid uh, time-consuming effort to fix the injury problem of years past. Nice to see. Any observations about what you've heard on that end so far? Uh, The guys they brought in to help solve the problem have sterling reputations. Mm -hmm. Now, that might might be cold comfort, Zach, to Bronco fans who can remember the great reputation Lauren Landau had uh, coming into Denver, but he went – the ownership group threw money at the situation, right? The deep pockets of the Walton Penners. It's all, often how these things get solved at the mega corporate level is they throw money at it, right? And doesn't always solve it, but in this case, not only did they spend to get a really good strength coach in Dalrymple, but they went that extra mile, Zach, and spent money to bring in an actual executive, stole him away from the SEC, LSU, another coveted guy where that Tiger organization was very distraught to see him go, to come in and serve as the executive that oversees that whole thing. So you're going to have Dalrymple at the street level, you know, up to his elbows with the guys in strength and conditioning. And then from a a macro perspective, meta, right, 10,000 foot, this is the guy that they hired on an executive level to make sure that uh, they're on the cutting edge, everything from nutrition to rehabilitation to to how they train – uh, the whole nine yards. And, and don't forget, Dalrymple was the uh, strength and conditioning coach of the year with the Saints. So you're getting a guy who's actually accomplished and not just locally revered like Lauren Landau was. The Lowry hiring reminds me of the of the Damani Leach hiring the Broncos made under Penner, uh, the, the team president. He's had a positive impact with, with the organization. I really do appreciate Penner taking the extra resources and going the extra mile to fix a problem area with the Broncos that extends for years at least, if not a half decade. Credit to Scott when we talk about, hey, you know, maybe cold comfort to hear that these guys have good reputations because, after all, so did Lauren Landau. Well, Lauren Landau, I'm just going to quote Scott, a reputation and a track record in the NFL. Landau only had one of those. So he had a reputation, but he did not have the track record. Now he does. He will not be able to get another strength and conditioning coach job in the NFL if he were to seek it. Uh, maybe he could find something at the NCAA level, but I think he'll be probably content, Zach, going back to doing his private thing. Um, but that is yeah. a good point. Reputation and a track record, which Dalrymple has both. Yeah, if he wants to work at Planet Fitness, that's on you know Lauren Landau. It's whatever he <laughs> wants to do, he's on our problem any longer. I'm, I'm just so happy the Broncos are moving in a different direction. Michael, brother, he says, Phil McLaughlin is now the king of 10,000 Facebook stars. Keep it coming. That's another a very elite group, by the way, the, the, on Facebook that you have joined, Phil. So thank you, brother. Love you, big dog. Appreciate you so much. Keith Brugman, who 
alas, this question came in, or at least we didn't see it till the 11th hour last night. Glad we're able to jump and talk with you in this moment, Keith. Appreciate you, bud. He says, reports today that coaches were unhappy with Wilson's office. Will the Russ onslaught ever stop? Not until, he, not until the Bron- he has some success again. It won't stop until the Broncos have a little success with Russ. And really, Keith, those reports are still stemming from that athletic piece that came out over the weekend. You know, the headline from that piece is Russ wanted uh, the, the GM and the head coach fired in Seattle and replaced with Sean Payton. That was the headline that got the butts in seats. But after you got through the first three or four paragraphs of that piece, and you do have to have a paid subscription to The Athletic to read this, so I'll give you the cliff notes, you get to all these uh, anonymous either coach, former coaches or anonymous players and former players from the Broncos 2022 season who were given all kinds of purported dirt on Russ and whatnot. And one of those talking points that Keith is bringing up here, of course, Zach, I'm just setting the stage so everybody knows what he's talking about, where it comes from was the whole idea of Wilson putting himself on a pedestal, so to speak, with that office. Yeah, here's the unfortunate part, though. The easy answer is it'll stop when the Broncos and Wilson are winning games again. But even then, I feel like the Mike Sandos of the world will attack Russ or say that they didn't win because of him. They won in spite of him. Someone like Russell Wilson or Tim Tebow, the criticism is never going to stop, win or lose, good or bad, when they're the target of the blue checkmark brigade, when they're the trendy thing to hate on, the new fad, it's going to continue until it's not trendy any longer. But we have to ignore it. We have to realize it for what they are. It's, I think, a lot of fake news. It's sensationalized. It's anonymous. You can't prove it one way or the other. They have plausible deniability. But it's all fluff. It's all static. I don't care what they have to say. I care what Russ and the Broncos do on the field. And I'm pretty sure... They're going to be a little better this season. Agreed. David Kilgore jumping in. Another longtime bona fide super chat superstar at MHH. Great to see you again tonight, bro. Thank you. He says, with Carson Wentz being released today, I think he would be a really good quarterback too. What do you all think? Zach? Other than the baggage that Carson Wentz would bring with him, which I do not want even in a backup quarterback, I don't think he's all that good anymore. And it's not crazy to say that Jacoby Brissett is a much better and more stable quarterback at this stage of their careers in the year 2023 than Carson Wentz. And not only that, I don't think he would come overly cheap considering what he's accomplished at the NFL level. Neither will Brissett for that matter. But if I'm going to pay a little money for a backup quarterback, Brissett can do the job. I don't have faith that if Wentz were to come in for an injured Wilson, let's say, that the Broncos can move the ball, score points, yeah. win games. I have sure. that confidence, though, with someone like Brissett or Taylor Heineke. Look, he peaked in 2017, which was, what, his second year in the league, right? If I'm not – wasn't he a class of 16? Pretty sure, yeah. Uh, he peaked. And, I'll, look, I'll give him his props. I still, when I think back to that road game with Brock Osweiler returned – where he quarterbacked the Broncos on the road at the Philadelphia Eagles and Carson Wentz started that game and eviscerated the Denver Broncos. That was the eventual Super Bowl champion Eagles squad. Cause remember toward the down the stretch part of the schedule, he suffered that torn ACL and Nick Foles took over. But ever since that ACL, he's just never been the same player. Um, 
the baggage, I agree. When you when you factor in the baggage, what he's likely to ask for, and then just production on the field, what has he done for you lately? That's what the NFL is, right? The what have you done for me lately league. What has he done besides he has a name that fans and people know as a former touted number two overall pick in the draft? I'm with you. I'd say, look, if you're going to spend that kind of money, go after a Jacoby Brissett. The floor, much, much higher as far as, hey, we need a guy to step in for a week or two because Russ banged his thumb on a helmet throwing the ball or whatever. I would trust in a Jacoby Brissett. Carson Wentz put me right back into, you know, the same kind of anxious posture that we've been in quarterback-wise from like, you know, 2016 till – uh, modern times. I don't care about Carson Wentz's history or resume at this point. I watched him bomb in Indy. I watched him bomb in Washington. This will be his fourth team in four years. Here's a hotter take for you. I would rather have Brett Rippon back as quarterback too than sign Carson Wentz to be quarterback too. Yeah. I mean, Scott brings up a good point. Carson Wentz has decent numbers in a quarterback starved league, yet teams can't get rid of him soon enough. Speaks volumes. Yo, the ladies at MHH representing Jasmine, throwing down. Thank you so much. Great to see you. Love your profile pic on YouTube. Very cute. Very sweet. She says, with a B, buck the haters. Don't be afraid to mute and block trolls on social media. I feel that Russell Wilson will be comeback player of the year, and then we will have the last laugh. I was reminded almost of a Star Wars quote when – when Palpatine takes over in, in uh, Revenge of the Sith, once more the Sith will rule the galaxy and we will have peace. Jasmine, you're right about social media, though. Listen, guys, Twitter is not real life. Facebook is not real life. These conversations we have with each other, this is actual real life. These are people talking and having a dialectic and a conversation and an interaction and getting to know each other and bonding. That's more akin to real life than some nameless tweet. Zach, if you look at the data that's out there, uh, it's actually a little bit crazy. Some of the things people would are willing to say on, say, a Twitter platform that they would never in their wildest dreams dare ever say to someone face-to-face because they'd get socked in the eye. Don't feed the trolls. You just reminded me of something about a week ago. There were some... NFL analyst on Twitter who dug up a 10 year old cover of a magazine that Russell Wilson was on and used that to try to roast him. Of course, with my help, he got ratioed, but that's not the point. It's people. These trolls will do anything they can to bring down Russ, to hate on him, to personally attack him or his family. And he's tuning it out. And if he's doing it and he's been the subject of all the criticism, we can do it as well. We should pay it little mind. I love what Russ said, though. We can only judge him, Chad, based on the last couple months. And after Hackett was fired and he realized he was playing poorly, he said, I want to be coached hard. When Sean Payton was hired, he went to Payton and said, I want you to coach me hard. And based on social media, he put something up on Twitter today. It was his kid in a, in, a, in a beach or a lake or whatever. He looks thinner. He looks leaner. It looks like he's training. It looks like he's more committed to the 2023 season than he was last year. It's all we have to go on, and that is what I'm going to rely on and not the fake news narratives that are put out there and pushed. The great ones relish coaching. They want to be coached. They want to be pushed. I mean, Peyton Manning, <clears throat> even though he was known as a coach on the field, he wanted to be coached hard 
by the guys around him, by his coaches. So it's good to hear Russ talking that way. Uh, Deanna, Lady D, jumping in. Very generous super chat again. The ladies of MHH showing out tonight. Love you. It's great to see you. She says, evening chat and Zach, the VJ hire, I'm not a fan of. VJ will have to prove himself to me before I change my mind. Praying we address the offensive line. You guys rock MHH for life. And that's a that's a bone uh, that, you know, that you've been on, Deanna, the O-line for months now, right? So I think it's becoming hopefully so obvious and evident that even the Denver Broncos, when it comes to the free agency and the draft, they're going to use what darts they have to address that on some level. I can get over the VJ hire, and to an extent I kind of have. I've resigned myself to it. I'm sure a lot of Broncos country, the skeptics have as well. I mean, the defensive talent they have in place, even with VJ there, they should be okay. I would not get over, and I would not forgive George Payton for neglecting the O-line yet again. To me, it wasn't hiring Hackett or acquiring or paying Russ that were Payton's biggest mistakes. It was not upgrading the line in front of Russ and not having a better right tackle option than Billy Turner or Cameron Fleming. He promised to be aggressive. The Broncos will have money to spend. There's going to be nice tackles out there, decent guards, even a center or two you can go after. There is no excuse, Deanna, to your point, not to prioritize the O-line in as little as two weeks. Chris, in the house, what's up? Chris Chances, taking his chances tonight with a – Generous super chat. Appreciate you, bro. Chad, Zach, Scott, he says, still best in the business. Right back. Thank you, bro. We love you. Appreciate you. Uh, Dave from Georgia, legend, saying, hey, guys, and look, rocking his Buckham T-shirt in the profile pic. The first of its kind, the first Buckham T-shirt in a YouTube profile pic that we have seen. Dave, you're a trailblazer. You want to talk innovator? Nacho Lombardi, Dave from Georgia. Appreciate you, bro. He says, hey, guys. As we draw nearer to a new season, I'm once again hopeful that we are closer to playing football in February. Who's going to carry the rock until Pookie gets back to form? Hashtag Broncos country. Well, in case some of you weren't with us to open the show, um, there's reason to believe that possibly, Zach, the Broncos could go go after David Montgomery in free agency and Kareem Hunt by virtue of the new running backs coach they announced uh, today that was hired. So maybe a Cliff Notes reminder of of why that is. He coached them in college and he helped them become what they are now. And uh, Kareem Hunt's a former pro bowler. David Montgomery was a starter in Chicago. I'm not the biggest Montgomery fan. He let me down in fantasy last year. He's very much a plotting type running back and the Broncos can just bring back Latavius Murray. But the week one starting running back, the guy who'll get the first carry probably won't be Pookie who will start the year on PUP or short-term IR. I think it'll be Murray, re-sign him for short money, devote the resources elsewhere. Maybe you splurge on a Montgomery. Kareem Hunt's going to get too much money. I'd love to have him. He's a three-down running back. Montgomery would come cheaper. There's also Deontay Foreman out there, the former Texans and Carolina Panthers running back. But I think Latavius Murray, you draft a running back and hope Pookie gets better. I think that's the way to go. Well said. Um all right, we are at 42 minutes, so we're starting to wind it down a little bit. Any burning topics, get them in the chat. We will make sure to get to them before we sign off tonight. GLP in the house. Gary Leeds Palmer, love you, big dog. The swashbuckler himself saying, hello, Chad, Zach, and Scott. Glad the coaching hire is over and we can focus on free agency. Go Broncos, MHH for life. Hashtag Buckham. Buckham with a B. Gary, 
yeah, I mean, this week we're going to be a little bit kind of preoccupied by the combine stuff, but free agency is right around the corner. What's the new league year? Is it March 14th? I think we'll 15th. Have to look at the calendar. 15th. 15th. Yeah. So it's right around the corner. Um, we're going to be spending a lot of time on that subject in the next couple of weeks, GLP. And here's the thing. The legal tampering period starts before that, but free agency really starts at the combine. This is where the deals get made. This is where the negotiations happen. A lot of the big signings that you'll see in the next two weeks will be materialized in Indianapolis at the scouting combine. So a very exciting period in the calendar, uh, Gary, and we're excited to cover it and be there every step of the way. Taylor, brother, thank you for the super. He says, other than VJ, uh, are there coaches that concern you? Concern? Honestly, no. I mean, I'd have to think about this for a moment here, getting into uh, back into the press release. Um, Zach, I don't really – VJ is the only one that comes with a fair share of misgivings on my part, honestly. I mean, and I'm not trying to, you know, smooth over or, or bypass anything that needs to be addressed. Like, no one really jumps out to me. Maybe, maybe the wide receivers coach. Yeah maybe just because he's he's still pretty green behind the ears or wet behind the ears i should say but even that it's not really concern it's kind of like well we'll see how he fares in the league um but in that environment that he's in uh colbert look he's gonna be taking his marching orders from the likes of sean payton joe lombardi who knows how the sausage gets made in the in the payton scheme so vj's it for me what say you and John Morton as well as the passing game coordinator. He was the receivers coach in New Orleans, so they'll be fine there. But I, I was thinking Colbert because he's never been an NFL coach. And you lost Zach Azani, who I thought did pretty good with the Broncos receivers. Maybe Davis Webb, you know, him going from a 28-year-old former quarterback, a backup, to having the most high-profile quarterback coach position in the league. That was not so much a concern, but a gamble. There are safer bets on this coaching staff, and there are some gambles. The one, though, that... Again, I don't know if it's a concern. Marcus Dixon, can y'all explain to me what he did last year with the defensive line that was so extraordinary? I, Draymond didn't break out like I thought he would. DJ Jones was, you know, as good as he was in San Francisco, but no one underneath them, maybe with the exception of Matt Henningsen, really stepped up. So if there's anyone going from Bill Collar to Marcus Dixon, that would be the concern for me. Phil. Hey guys, who's going to the draft this year? Uh, from MHH, you're asking. Those that's to be determined. We'll see. We'll see on that front. Um, I don't know, Zach. We haven't really planned that out to its fullest quite yet. But I don't talk talk to Kelberman here. See what he wants to do. I mean, it's it is far down the road. We're focused on the combine and free agency. But you know, a trip to Kansas City. Who can turn that down? Go wreak some havoc in enemy territory. We'll see. Stay tuned on that front, bro. Uh, Michael Ronquillo, he's got Buckham in his uh, Facebook. All right. Also blazing a trail saying, here's the first Buckham shirt on my Facebook profile. Go Broncos and Buckham. I love it, dude. Rep it with pride, my dog. He said, uh, then Jasmine jumping in again. Thank you. So generous. Ladies of MHH, love you. She says, I've noticed that the Broncos are very low key now. We haven't heard from Coach Payton as much as I thought we would. Makes me anxious or so anxious. Well, honestly, um, when you get to this point in the calendar, 
the coaches only talk at specific points in the season, uh, in the calendar, I should say. So let's say there wasn't a new coaching hire. You would hear from the coach and the GM when the season was over, whether you didn't make the playoffs or when you got bounced, they'd have their end-of-season press conference. And then traditionally, you're not hearing from them again until you get to the combine. You might, if you're lucky and you're an intrepid reporter, like yours truly, catch John Elway unawares at the Senior Bowl and get a quote, but it's not a press conference. It's not a press conference. So you don't hear from the from the head coach usually after that end-of-season presser until the combine, and then after that post-draft press conference, and then you don't see him again Unless it's a big-name signing in free agency, I guess you'll, you'll, you might hear from the co- head coach. Uh, but in our case, we're dealing with that same calendar. But instead of hearing from the head coach, Zach, with an end-of-season presser, which we didn't get this time, you got to hear from him in his introductory press conference. So I only go on this long-winded rant, Jasmine, to help kind of assuage some of your concerns because it's par for the course, honestly. You'll get to hear from him this week. Yeah, tomorrow morning they're going to both speak, Sean Payton and George Payton. So uh, we'll have some quotes coming out and some stories coming out. But Jasmine, if you're on Twitter and if you're following Sean Payton, you know he's spoken when necessary. There was a Denver uh, radio host or what I forget his title that called out Sean Payton for taking so long to hire his staff. And the next day after Sean Payton said, we'll tell you when we're ready. Very passive aggressive. They just announced like 10 moves. So the Broncos finally have a coach on social media. And if you follow him that way, it's actually very entertaining. George, thank you, buddy. It's great to see you. Appreciate the support. Says thanks for a great pod, guys. Go Broncos. Hit the thumbs up. Denver Broncos for life. MHH for life. Love it, dude. Thank you, George. Lady D throwing down again. Wow. Thank Gosh. you, Deanna. Seriously, this is why she's Mount Rushmore already. She says, I think the hate from the media on Russell Wilson is simply because he's now a Bronco. I hope this year he performs and shuts them up. Ignore it is the key. The rest of the coaching I'm okay with. Have a great evening, gentlemen. Go Broncos. Yeah. Sage words here from Lady D. Honestly, the whole thing with Russ, it might have something to do with the fact that he's a Bronco. It has something to do with he did play a role in his exit from Seattle. He did want to be traded. That was something he asked for. And then, you know, if you don't pull a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady after you exit in such a bombastic, high scrutiny, high media focus, uh, focused way, I mean, Peyton comes to town, becomes comeback player of the year, leads the Broncos to the one seed. I mean, you couldn't touch that dude. Tom Brady, he leaves New England. It would have been really easy for the haters to come out on him if he would have fallen flat on his face in Tampa Bay. But what does he do? Wins a freaking Super Bowl. Russ? Not only did he not do those things, but he was like literally the polar opposite direction of that in his first year. And it combined with all of his kind of cheesiness stuff and some of the other stuff, he just made himself an easy target, Zach. But your thoughts on that and then we'll dip on out of here. Well, here's the thing. I can't profess to covering too many Seahawks games, but, you know, while we're talking about the Broncos. But was Russ this bashed in Seattle in 2020 or 2021 or 2019? I can't remember the constant drip of these hit pieces coming out when Russ was a Seahawks quarterback, even after the Super Bowl, and he might have entered that backside of his career. I can't ever remember any athlete, let alone Russell Wilson, being so hated on and criticized day in and day out. Than when he got to the Broncos. So Deanna, you might be right. It might be that Broncos bias in the media at work again. And it's certainly because Russ 
does these corny things like the high knees, let's ride subway and doesn't back it up on the field is getting paid a lot of money. And a lot of it also is jealousy. People hate and hate on what they can have or what they aren't themselves. And when Russell Wilson is making 45 million a year, Super Bowl winner, you know, good looking guy with a super, you know, uh, a-list wife, you know, Grammy winner, whatever, people want that. And when they realize they don't have that or aren't that, they lash out and become miserable because that's what they are on the inside. Not to get too, too psychological with it, Chad, but that's where it stems, stems from. People don't hate losers, and Russ is not a loser. Well said. Well said, and I think that's a good note to uh, end tonight's podcast. Mike, appreciate you, brother. All the support, the stars. You the man. We got a few messages though. Don't dip out quite yet. Yes, that was the oh, Mile Huddle podcast. Oh, hold, on, hold on, we got us. We got not yet. Scott's telling us, big baller. Those big baller stars from Michael Ronquillo, not to be outdone. Two legends vying at the top at on Facebook for us right now. Mike, love you, big dog. Phil, love you guys. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. That was the MHH podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. Also, the main account at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some merch, hats, Buckham t-shirts, Buckham mugs, Buckham everything, go to MHHmerch.com and check out the inventory. New things being added soon and plenty more to come on that front. And also Facebook.com slash Pod. Be sure you're liking that page and following that page. And if you haven't, guys and gals, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every month. But if anything, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHA channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. Love you guys. Shout out to uh, these great Super Chat superstars tonight throwing down. David McElrath, Sam Bam, Drake, thanks bud, Degeneration X, Riptide, Grover, David Kilgore, Chris Chances, Dave from Georgia, Gary Palmer, Jasmine, the Lady D, Taylor Christensen, and then on Facebook, of course, we've got Phil. We've got Michael Ronquillo throwing down. Uh, if Facebook would play ball for me and allow me to actually see what I need to see here, I could get to the other shout-outs tonight. Uh, Josh Packer, thank you, brother. George Fox, Keith Brugman, much love and respect. Can't wait to see you guys again on Thursday night. It's going to be a gas. Have a great start to your week, guys. We'll see you Thursday night. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.